The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Let's start with football with Mark Lawrence and Tony Cascarino. And Mark, the way Manchester City squeezed the life out of Arsenal the other night and went back to the top of the Premier League table on goal difference and there are 15 games left for City. Arsenal have a game in hand. But did that suggest that when it really comes to it, City are going to do it? Yes, I would I would think so, Matt. I think and when you look at the game, if you looked at the two playmakers, Odegaard for uh, Arsenal and, and Kevin De Bruyne, for Manchester City. De Bruyne was head and shoulders above any other player on the pitch as far as I'm concerned. His goal was brilliant. His involvement in uh, one of the other goals as well. And and, and he he was a difference. I mean, City obviously lined up a little bit in a, in a strange kind of way, but they rode with it. They got away with it to a certain degree. And they made, they made Arsenal actually make all the mistakes. A little bit of pressure against Arsenal, which they haven't had for a long time. Um, apart from maybe the Everton game. And, and that was the difference for me, most definitely. Yeah, Tony, does Guardiola handicap Manchester City at times by coming up with strange ideas to make himself look different to other managers, such as playing Bernardo Silva in a quasi-left-back role, which <laughs> maybe other players could do, but Bernardo Silva? Um, he's always sort of... I mean, it's very. you have to be very careful. Mark will know what I mean on this, because... He's been a genius as a coach, and he's done incredible things. And there's been times where you could say, well, sometimes the genius has been an idiot. And that's something you people will go, you can't say that about Pep Guardiola. <laughs> but we've seen him do things that you just doesn't add up. And in the first half, you know, Bernardo Silva, certainly playing that left-back role, was not a good idea. I think you could make a point that, you know, both fullbacks were booked, Matt, in the first half. Most at Man City but both of them were booked. Cole Walker and, uh, if you want to say, Bernardo Silva, because he was playing that position for a while. And Arsenal didn't exploit that in the second half. But Guardiola's always done this. I remember him taking his Bayern Munich team to Barcelona and uh, of Real Madrid and just really weird tactics, Matt. And, he, and he's done it so often. Sorry, too clever by half, is that it? Yes, Matt. It's, it's that. It's... It's a, he's a really strange guy in so many ways that he always seems to think that he's always right. And we have to be honest, nearly 99% of the time he is. And then he'll leave us scratching our heads at times and think, why did you do that? But the other night they've gone on and beaten Arsenal and beat them quite comfortable. By the end of, as Mark said, first half, Arsenal were really in the game, looked decent enough. By the second half started, Man City was literally one-way traffic and they made enough mistakes, Arsenal, to be punished. And Guardiola, and one thing that stood out for me for the game, Matt, I thought that it sort of suited Haaland and the way he played and they did play a number of balls that were certainly trying to get behind Gabriel and, and Saliba as well. And I thought they'd done that really well, City. Yeah, but I suppose also that certain players seem to fall in and out of favour with him as well, Mark. It's, De Bruyne has had a sort of a spell out of the team recently. He no longer seems to trust Phil Foden as a first-team player. He's mm. bombed Cancelo out to Bayern Munich. And I suppose it's easy enough to do that to big-name players when you have expensive purchases you can fit in at will. Foden gets bombed out, 100 million euro Jack Grealish comes in. Yeah, and, and in, in all honesty, the, the, the guys generally have come in, Matt, have played extremely well. So, you know, if you're waiting for a player to knock on the door, say, why am I not, why am I not playing? Then there's, there's your argument and, and your man just says, well, look at the way your replacement's playing. So, 
it's that competition for places. Look, they've just they've got the best squad in the league. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And they could easily go on at like a 10-12 game of like winning every every single match. I don't think apart from is it Arsenal at home, they've got too many difficult fixtures as well. But he's just the way he is, Guardiola. If we, we can go all the way back to that, was it the quarterfinal of the Champions League in Lyon? When when he played um, a formation which he'd never, ever played before and he went out. But And to be honest with you, I think if they'd won in that game, they could have gone right through to the final. But look, you know, uh, his players absolutely trust him and it's either, you know, his way or the highway, most definitely. But he always seems to be able to come up with the fact that, you know, they can they can just win games. But the strength on the bench must never be understated, never underestimated, I should say, because number of times that he changes from the bench and, and they just go on and win games so comfortably. Of course, last week, Tony, do you think that Jack really should take a dive against Aston Villa to win a penalty? And... If he did, what does that say about him? against his old former team and his former teammates that he'd do that? Well, <laughs> well, Matt, um, I'm not surprised because Jack Grealish, as Birmingham City fans will tell you, have done that numerous times against them and he, he's got great pleasure. It's a, you know, Jack Grealish actually took his goal brilliantly well, Matt. Yeah. And the way yes, yeah. that he, he sort of fell into place in City's lineup. You mentioned players that have been left out. You could put... Laporte had been dropped, Diaz had been dropped, Carl Walker had been dropped. We have seen, um, I think, a more improved Jack Grealish this year than he was last season for City, Matt. And that's a big thing with Guardiola. But he's done it with so... I can remember Mare's been out of the team for long periods and then come in and suddenly he's a starter every week. It's a, it's a pep thing, but you can never, ever argue with a guy's record that he's got, Matt. That is every player's issue with Guardiola they can never go knocking on his door because of what he's achieved as a manager are we expecting yes Mark well I was just going to say I mean he makes them all better players I don't think there's any arguments about that but you know the other thing he gives them all a ruthless streak and and that's the difference Mm, we'd expect them to demonstrate that ruthlessness away to Nottingham Forest tomorrow what about Arsenal, though, Tony? Because they have to go to Aston Villa against Umay Emirate, their old manager. There's a run of results now for Arsenal. They fought hard against Manchester City, but weren't good enough. What happens from here, do you reckon? Well, it's the early game tomorrow, Matt, and Arsenal got to put pressure back on, on City. And that's by going to Villa Park and putting a performance and winning. Now, you mentioned Unai Emery. Now, his previous club, which was Arsenal, obviously, in the Premier League. And it's going to be a challenge for Arsenal players. There's been a number of players, Matt, that have gone a little bit off the boil. I would say Martinelli. I, I think he's yeah. lost his way a little bit. Carl Walker bullied him the other night and he couldn't use his pace. And Carl Walker's comfortable with pace up against him. Martinelli's gone a little bit backwards. Didn't get, Matt, the Ben White decision. Didn't get that at all. I know that's easy in hindsight because Tomiyasu made a mistake, but I thought that was a strange call. Obviously, Thomas Partey being out, not available for the game for injury. I think Arteta now, he's done an incredible lot of good things this year. He's got to get it right tomorrow, Matt. And I wouldn't, one thing I thought that stood out for me in the game is that if Arsenal not getting their way and not, you know, they played brilliantly at Brentford earlier in the season. They ripped them apart and they've done it to others. They might have to just try and win a game 1-0, Matt, and don't make mistakes. Arsenal were guilty, especially in the second half. Shinchenko done it, Gabriel did it, and, and obviously 
they gave a couple of goals away. But don't get caught up with overplaying too much because I think they need to have a, be absolutely trying to keep that clean sheet and hope that their, their forwards can get a little bit closer to what they were a few, a few weeks ago, Matt. Saka's probably been the liveliest of the three, but they need more from Martinelli and, and certainly Enkete, who's a decent player, Matt, but they need more for them. Odegaard needs to get back to his best because they have a lot of quality Arsenal on their side. Mark, Tony, just at the end there, mentioned the player I was going to bring up with you, Eddie Enketia, because he did not have a good game against Manchester City. He had one header available to him, six-yard area. He put it wide with his shoulder. There was another ball that flashed across the penalty area. He was too late getting there. There was another occasion where he didn't make the run where he should have. For a guy who doesn't have much, perhaps, apart from his goal scoring, suddenly he looks like an issue for Arsenal. The issue that they seemed to fear previously when they were looking to replace him or have another striker come in as an alternative to Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he should have scored with head, no doubt about it. But there's a, there's a few of them, Matt, I think, as Cass just mentioned there. And, and, and this is, so, so you start to think about, after the game, you looked at Arsenal and you kind of looked at Manchester City and made your own decisions about how each played. But, you know, one thing, one thing about the league is it's a very, very honest league, the Premier League. But, but occasionally, you have to win when you play ugly. Now, do Arsenal have that? I'm not sure. I think the game against Villa will, will tell us something either, even more. It's not about you playing well every single week. It just does not happen. You have runs, yeah, where you go maybe 10 games unbeaten and, you, you know, you, you're consistently playing well, etc. But all of a sudden, you, there's a hurdle and can you overcome it? And, and can you maybe just not play well, even at all of you in the team, but can you win? I don't think they've got it. Okay, let's talk about other games. And I think it's fair to say, Tony, that Liverpool are going to have to win at Newcastle tomorrow evening if they're going to try and catch Newcastle in the Champions League spots. Did they? Did the result against Everton show that they now have turned it around, or is it too early to say? Not at all, Matt. I don't think you can look at that result. Yes, it's a big derby in, in the Premier League, and Liverpool will be delighted they got the better of Everton, oh, who didn't play particularly well on the night. Um, I don't know, Matt. I don't think that I feel Liverpool can t- have turned it around by that one performance. I think a lot of Liverpool fans, as they've done, you know, very often this season, is be really nervous about the next game coming. And it's Newcastle away who don't give you anything. And Liverpool have got to be able to manage that game, Matt. And they're not particularly great on set pieces this season. And there have been a number of issues for Liverpool to, to find a way of winning football matches, Matt, and they've definitely not been good enough for me far too often this season. So um, I think it's a great test for them. I like to say, I mean, Mo Salah took his goal really well on Monday, um, but it was from a, you know, a really bad mistake. Everton were in a corner and they get the post and they break brilliantly quickly. It was reminding us that goal, Matt, that Liverpool can break so quick with Nunes' pace, Salah's pace, that that's one of Liverpool's strengths. And they haven't done that of late, Matt. Okay, now Newcastle are stalling a bit, Mark, as well, aren't they? I think they haven't won five of their last six games. They don't concede, but they're finding it hard to score. Yeah, they've they've struggled to score, and um, you know this is this is the thing again. This is the thing about the, the form thing, Matt. I mean, they have got enough players, Newcastle now, whereas not in the past that can come in and, and change the game most definitely. But they're just going through that patch. And if I can just very quickly go back to the Liverpool thing, the next four days for Liverpool is their season 
So Newcastle away, and uh, obviously Real Madrid at home. So, but I think with, with Newcastle as well, they, they will come back. But you know what happens is when you've had a great run and then you start losing the odd game and maybe drawing, you start to ask yourself, you know, what is it? What what aren't we doing? What were we? What did we used to do? All all those kind of things. But there's one thing about Newcastle is they're very very difficult to beat. Let's talk about Manchester United. Leicester maybe are returning to a little bit of form who go to Old Trafford on Sunday. But Manchester United had a thrilling second half against Barcelona last night. And Tony, yet again, I know we brought him up last week, but Marcus Rashford is on some run at present, isn't he? It's a lovely place to be, Matt, when you're a forward and you're getting goals and the game feels easy. There's nothing better that feeling, Matt, than a forward when you're... You don't even feel like you have to try that hard, although you do. You just feel like naturally you're doing the right things. And Marcus is there. And it's been a long time coming, Matt. I mean, he, one thing I always said, if he becomes clinical, then he's got a chance of being a proper Man United player. And he hasn't been that for a number of years. I think when he first broke onto the scene, he looked a really promising, exciting youngster, but never really got the numbers to match up with that promise that he had. This season... Matt, I'll I, I tell you one thing, and, and Mark again will probably echo this. Get yourself as fit as you can, and the confidence you get from being absolutely in tip-top you know, condition gives you a lift like no other. And Marcus had a number of issues last year. Some of it was injuries, shoulder-related problem. He's come back this season, and he looks as sharp and as fit as he's ever done at Manchester United. And the consequences of what we're seeing now is because this boy is just brimming with confidence. They're only five points behind Manchester City, Mark. Can Manchester United become big challengers? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure about that, Matt. I and I would reserve judgment insofar as I, I don't think that you know they'll go on a little bit of a run where they will draw or lose it, lose a couple of games. And as good as Rashford's playing and I agree everything with Tony everything he hits at the moment's going in that there'll be a spell where he, he won't score for two or three games so then you're looking at that team and you're going where are the goals going to come from you know if a, a, if a scrappy nil nil can be turned into a one nil at the moment it'll be Rashford but but if he stops scoring and he will stop scoring eventually that therein could lie their problem in terms of really giving City a run for the money Tony, I wonder, will Manchester United fans be happy if the club ends up in either Qatari or Saudi ownership, or will they give a damn as long as the money comes in to buy big-name players? Um, football's a funny game sometimes, Matt. Um, and clubs that, you know, look at Newcastle fans, how delighted with their owners, and now they've, you know, it's changed the whole dynamics of, the, of their Premier League. Status, Ethics Matt. and morality be damned, huh? Yeah, Matt, yeah. it's... Sport has always done that. You know, you, we have to be really careful because obviously there's issues and challenging ones, but the, the bottom line is fans want to brag about their football club and they want to be spending the most and, you know, buying the best players and paying the most wages and being successful. They want all them things. And, they're, they're, you know, United under Fergie did, did that. Mark's Liverpool were the big spenders in the 80s. You know, they were the team that all the players seem to want to go to is that in- incredible Liverpool side. You know, Chelsea have managed to do that in recent years. I mean, there's such an abundance of money, Matt, in the Premier League. Why do so many owners from America to Qatar to across the world seem to want to pay so much money for football clubs? But if you look at their profit, Matt, it's not very much. <laughs> Matt? Yes, Mark? 
Liverpool brought some decent players in the 80s, though, didn't they? Yourself included. (laughs) (laughs) That was the idea. Tony, um, on Chelsea, at home to Southampton tomorrow, another defeat for Chelsea against Dortmund in the Champions League, but probably not an insurmountable hurdle, perhaps, in the second leg. But if all the confidence shown in Graham Potter, if Southampton were to somehow win at Stamford Bridge tomorrow, could Graham Potter survive that? Well, it's okay, Matt, saying... Well, look, we're playing really well and we're missing loads of chances and players have to take responsibility for missing chances because, you know, they've brought a hell of a lot of good players come to that football club. This has been a common theme for a long time. And then you go run into that disastrous result. If that was the case, it's Southampton tomorrow. If Graham Potter lost that game, what do you think would be the reaction Monday morning, Matt? Chelsea fans, I'm sure, would be calling for his head of, you know, this is just not working because... A lot of fans, Chelsea fans, are not quite buying into the way that Chelsea are playing. And they have a terrible goals-to-game ratio, Matt. It's awful. I mean, Graham Potter now, I think he's had 24 games, Matt. He's got less than one go, one go a game. You know, with all the talent they've got, now, you can blame the players to a certain degree, but it's always going to fall back on the manager and... You know, not getting regular goals with so much talent is a problem for Graham Potter. So, it is that real banana skin game tomorrow, Matt. If Southampton got something and it was a low-scoring game, it's, it's a strange place, Chelsea, at the moment, Matt. A lot of fans are not quite buying into it. One listener says in relation to Manchester United fans, we do not want Qatari or Saudi Arabian owners. We are a revenue-generating machine, but we don't need sports-washing money. We're all hoping the Glazers see sense for once and sell to Ratcliffe. They'll sell to the highest bidder they can get away with, if anything we've learned from the Glazers over the last couple of decades. Mark, Everton looked pretty poor, I thought, the other night against Liverpool, but when they get at home to Goodison Park... Could it be that they will get the win that they need tomorrow against Leeds to put Leeds into the bottom three for the first time this season? Uh, yeah, quite possibly. The, the, the only thing, the only thing about it is, you know, that was the kid was he called Morris who played at front, wasn't he, for them at, at Anfield the other night? They brought him back on on from sorry, he had been on loan at Sunderland, and you've stuck him straight in there because you've got no nobody else. And Calvert Lewin, I don't think, will be fit most certainly. I can't see where the goal's going to come from to beat uh, Leeds, to be honest with you, Matt. I think, at the very least, Leeds might even get a draw there because, you know, the new guys have come in and, you know, they play quite well against Man United. Still a bit kind of harem, scarem. But I keep saying to you, I know I know they got beat and I know what you think, but I just don't think Leeds are going to go down. I think there'll be three worse teams than that. But as far as Everton are concerned... Once Calvert-Lewin is fit and they whack the ball up the front and they get all sorts of crosses in, they will win enough games to stay in the league. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much, Mark Lawrence and Tony Cascarino. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.